Hi everyone, welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Abby Aslan. If you are new to this podcast, I'm so excited to have you guys here and listening today. First of all, I wanted to say I'm so happy to be back on a microphone and not recording on my phone. I only did that for like two weeks, but it felt like forever. But my mom um, shipped my package of like things that I forgot at home and finally have my microphone back with, well, my new microphone and it actually works. So that's amazing. And secondly, I just want to say if my voice at any point just like sounds annoying or weird, my allergies have just been a little whack because I react pretty poorly to like ragweed pollen and it's been really high in Tuscaloosa the last few days. So if my allergies sound bad, it's because they are. <laughs> but anyways, I'm excited for today's episode because I feel like it's just so needed for me to talk about right now, just with like the way my life's going right now. And I feel like a lot of you guys might be relating to it too. So I'm going to be talking about redefining self-care today and just kind of like the modern version of what self-care is and how the term has just been kind of used wrongly and incorrectly, I guess, and now it's sort of toxic and how self-care really should be and ways that I kind of fail and self-care and ways I want to get better with it and everything like that. So I'm just going to talk through that with you guys. And I am just honestly not having the easiest time adjusting to grad school and getting back in the swing of things. Um, you know, I did have my online internship, but I haven't like studied or done schoolwork since March, it feels like, even though it's been since April. But it just feels like it's been so long. So getting back in that swing of things has just been hard. And it's a lot, honestly, just like everything I have on my plate that I'm balancing. It's definitely more than any other semester I've had. And that's what just like what makes it hard, I guess. And I'm putting so much pressure on myself to, you know, meet these insane CPA like studying hours each week. And I like totally went in with like way too high of expectations for myself thinking I could actually get like 25 to 30 hours of studying a weekend on top of my classes and being a graduate assistant and having like a YouTube channel and podcast, which it's totally not attainable. So I sort of just set myself up for disappointment and got super discouraged this week and it was really hard for me to study at all. And I'm not even like that far behind. I'm just like, honestly, I think five modules behind from where I should be and just learning to be okay with that and that I might have to take it at a little bit slower of a pace than I was initially thinking. I just need to learn how to be okay with it because it was hard for me to accept earlier this week and I started to get so overwhelmed the second I realized I was like remotely behind by one module that I just like shut off and got so stressed to where I didn't want to do anything with it at all because it was just so daunting in my head and I was so scared and I don't know I just it's been hard (laughs) and it's new to me too so I mean it's just hard in that sense as well but it's just been quite the challenge and then things have been like really busy with my graduate assistant position and not like crazy busy but it's it's definitely like probably taken like five six hours out of my week this week and it'll continue to take like more over the next few weeks and then it should slow down a little bit and it's definitely um, a time commitment but I'm really thankful for the position because it's helping me a lot with the cost of my graduate program so just kind of like getting used to that because it's I was expecting it to sort of be similar to when I was a TA in undergrad and it's definitely 
more work because my TA position was so laid back and I was always able to like do homework while I was at work um, for my TA position and that's not as much of the case with the GA thing but I'm getting good experience so I'm appreciative of that but anyways my quote for this week's episode is self-care is creating a life you don't have to routinely run away from I saw this on Pinterest earlier this week before I ever planned out this episode and knew that this would be the topic for this week's episode And it just like really hit me hard and I realized that I need to incorporate more of like true legitimate self-care and not just like this current version of it that society is kind of like falsified and like actual things that help me mentally and emotionally and physically rather than just like these temporary band-aids that we've just kind of collectively started calling self-care. And I don't know, it just really stuck with me. And it was actually like from Tumblr, but it was like a screenshot of a Tumblr post that was posted on Pinterest. And I was like, this is the most Tumblr quote in the world. I was such a Tumblr girl and back in what, 2012, 2013. And I just saw it and I was like, wow, that really hits home because, you know, you, I feel like self-care at this point is just a way to like temporarily fix, you know, whatever you have going on in your life or distract yourself from what you have going on in your life and the biggest form of self-care is loving and respecting yourself so much that you are making sure you're creating a life for yourself mentally emotionally and physically that you don't have to sit there and try and escape from every time things get a little bit difficult or just on a day-to-day basis even so I really liked that quote my goal for this week is to just like find a better balance I just like really dove in like way too hard (laughs) this first full week of classes. So this week was easy. You know, I was coasting and I was just like, oh, like I can totally do two or three modules a day for the CPA and also do my classes and keep up with YouTube and my podcast and be a GA. I can do all of this. I can work out. I've got this. I can balance it. And then I realized I actually needed to start reading for my classes and paying close attention and just I don't know like the pressure and like the fear of like having them keep a B average to graduate is so stressful for me and it wouldn't be as stressful but like that I barely had a B average in my undergraduate accounting classes and I know I talked about that in my YouTube video but it's still scary (laughs) and I just I don't know what my tests are going to be like yet so there's just a lot of that nervous anticipation right now Um, where I just like don't really know how hard things are going to be so it's like how much work should I be putting in because there's definitely a line that I cross with myself where I start putting in too much work and the diminishing marginal returns start kicking in sorry to use the economic terms on you guys but it really starts to kick in to where I put in way more hours than I should be and I'm overworking myself and working too hard too hard to the point where I'm like actually hurting myself and my results with studying and learning stuff so anyways it's just a mess and I don't know I just feel like I need to get better at balancing everything this week and sort of just not have these insane expectations for myself and just kind of ground myself and bring myself back down to earth and be realistic because I had such high expectations so then the first day of like this past week when I realized it was going to be really freaking hard to do what I initially planned it sort of just made me shut off and I completely just froze most of the week like I got what I needed to get done done 
but my motivation was so low that it was like I was forcing myself to do the simplest of tasks for school and forcing myself like I didn't go to the gym or anything because I was just literally shut off from being so anxious and stressed and I just couldn't get myself to do anything and you know it's bad and I think I, I talked about this when I was blogging over the weekend which if you guys pay atten- any attention to my YouTube channel you won't see the video for another two weeks because I have so many videos to edit right now and not enough time to edit them so everything's like on a two-week delay so you guys will hear me talk about this again in like two weeks on my YouTube channel probably but basically it's whenever it gets to a point where I don't even go to the gym because I'm so anxious and stressed that's when you know it's a problem because normally that's what I resort to to sort of just recharge myself and take my mind off things but I literally completely shut off this week because I was just so scatterbrained and I felt like I couldn't concentrate to save my life and it was just really difficult and I I really think it did all stem from not having like a true form of self-care and self-love that's like actually beneficial and adds value to my life. I didn't have any little aspects of that integrated into my daily routine to where everything in my day just made me stressed and anxious and that created dread instead of, you know, giving myself 15 minutes in the morning or, you know, a little break throughout the day to take care of myself, to recharge myself and actually you know, be in a good mindset to actually do what I needed to do. So it's really important that I do that. And I completely neglected it this past week because I felt like everything else was more important. When at the end of the day, if I don't take care of myself, I can't get any of these other things done. And I'm notorious for being like, oh my gosh, take care of yourself, you know, preaching that to everyone around the block. And then when it comes to myself, I'm like, yeah, I come last on the list and everything else has to get done first, but it's not sustainable. Like it literally lasted three days for me and then I completely just blanked. So that's that. I just want to, you know, sort of figure out what little things, you know, just really do recharge me mentally and emotionally and physically that I can do. And maybe not every single day, but you know, most days, Like I'm really trying to get into like going out on my balcony in the morning with my cup of coffee and like drinking my coffee slow and just journaling and like not having my phone for like the first hour of my day and and maybe not hour because that might not be realistic because there's always emails I have to answer like really early but um, just maybe the first 30 minutes like that's something tomorrow I'm going to start doing which I said I was going to start this weekend but I didn't and I'm telling you guys to hold myself accountable because I need to do it (laughs) tomorrow because I think it will help so much with just all the thoughts floating around in my head and how scatterbrained I get with everything I have going on and I know in last week's episode I talked about how I want to do it to help with my retention of things and being present and just my memory in general because with how much I have going on my brain is so all over the place where my memory is just really getting impaired and that's like one thing I really want to do. Um, the other thing I was thinking about is just like having like a very set like shower routine. And instead of it just being a shower, like maybe turning on a playlist I really like or a podcast and lighting a candle every single time I shower instead of it just being a once every now and then thing. You know, just little things like that. And maybe like making sure I FaceTime a friend once a week or something. I don't know. Things like that. I just need to integrate those things into my weekly slash daily routine so that I don't have a 
you know, 90% go, go, go and get things done and then 10% like take care of myself because it's not going to work like that. So (laughs) that's my very um, long tangent on what my goal is for the week. I'm sure you guys can relate if you're like trying to readjust to somewhat of a new normal and I don't know it's just everything feels very all over the place right now and we're like also in this weird transition where we're going from like summer to fall and I feel like we've been in summer for like a year I don't know if anyone else feels that way but at the same time it doesn't feel like it's been you know six months since March when I think of that I'm like no that's crazy it's only been like you know, whatever. It hasn't been that long, but it also feels like it's been forever. So I don't know. My gratitude is really cheesy, but I am so glad and thankful that fall is almost here. I love the fall season so much. Like, and I love like Christmas time and everything. Like Christmas is definitely my favorite holiday. Um, but fall, like as a season, is my favorite season for sure. And um, the pumpkin cream cold brews came back this week. Tag me if you try it on Instagram. I, I know it's not like a me thing, but like last year when I tried it, I like made a huge deal out of it. So then like this year when I had my first one, I of course made a huge deal out of it again. But definitely I have people like tag me all the time or like messaging me on Instagram. Oh my gosh, tried the pumpkin cream cold brew. And it's so freaking good. And it just fills my heart with happiness. And then I've had the Dunkin' pumpkin iced coffee um and that's good too but yeah I don't know I'm just really glad that a new season is coming that actually is going to feel different because going from spring to summer doesn't feel very different at all so it just kind of felt like we were in that for a very very long time and I'm just ready for a change because everything has just been the same for so long I feel like and I'm just I feel like once fall is here I'll just be in higher spirits because I always am in fall and I don't know I just love I love how pretty Tuscaloosa is in the fall and how nice the weather's going to be in like a month or a month and a half. It may take a little bit longer than that, but we're getting there. And I saw like all the little um, Pillsbury like ghost and pumpkin little sugar cookies in the store. And then like they have all the pumpkin creamers and iced coffees out. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm peaking right now. Just prime target experience. And like I love looking at like I don't know. I just, and I made like a fall background for my iPad out of these two pictures I took when I was in Seattle last fall. And that was the most beautiful place I'd ever been during the fall. Like, oh my gosh, it was to die for. So I don't know. I'm getting in the mood and I know it's something little, but nowadays I cling on to the tiniest slivers of hope and happiness and the weirdest things. So I'm not mad about it. I'm really excited. And I am that girl that's weirdly obsessed with fall. And it's definitely just like a trendy thing. But at the same time, I've always loved it. So anyways, let's get into this episode. And this was all really inspired. I saw this video that Gary V had on his Instagram. Let me see what the actual like video was. And I meant to like jot it down. But basically it it's like a why 99% of people feel burnt out type of video. And that's kind of how I was feeling this week. I was very confused because I was like, okay, I've been in school for a week and I already feel so burnt out to where I cannot get myself to do anything. And um, it was with Lily Singh. I don't know how you, if that's how you pronounce her last name, but she was on um, Gary Vee's like little IGTV thing. And they were basically just talking about like the importance of doing little things of self-care 
each and every day so that whenever you know you're so that your form of self-care I guess isn't like going to a resort and just drinking and eating all weekend and then as soon as you get back from your vacation you know like being miserable and being back to square one where you were before you left and the best way to just kind of like not get burnout is to make sure you are practicing those small little forms of self-love each and every day so I saw that video and it just got me thinking and I was like starting to think about just how self-care is just so it's just become this thing that I don't think it was ever meant to be because of social media and the way like our culture has just defined it. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. But I personally think, you know, self-care should be less of a treat and an occasional thing and it should be more of a routine self-love, just like um, Gary Vee and Lily were saying in the video. And self-love in general is about making healthy decisions daily to cope and care for yourself. And decisions made out of self-love tend to be decisions that set you up for success in the future by keeping your future self in mind rather than overindulging in the present for the sake of the popularized self-care on social media. And I'm sure you guys are kind of getting the gist of what I'm talking about. But I feel like social media has just turned into or turned self-care into this term that is associated with overindulgence, treating yourself at whatever cost, and having literally no regard for your future self. And I just don't think self-care has to be, you know, this vacation at a resort, overindulging, binge-watching TV, going shopping, um, getting facials all the time, surrounding yourself with people who aren't actually there for you in the end just for the sake of having fun. You know, self-care is overindulging now to distract yourself from what you really need to pay attention to and then regretting it later. Whereas on the other side, self-love is consistently making decisions to create routines that allow you to cope when you need to and also pour into yourself daily to help you be the best version of yourself. And I think the real true meaning of self-care has become something that's very unsustainable and almost toxic because we over-glorified productivity for so long on social media and still do which caused us to under-prioritize rest and taking care of ourselves. And then we flipped the switch on glorifying productivity and said it's time to self-indulge. But now we've taken it too far to where we don't prioritize our future selves enough and we don't make those mindful and intuitive decisions for the sake of the social media term, self-care and whatever it entails. And it's I'm not saying that like self-care can't be the facials and binge watching TV and going shopping. Trust me, I do a lot of those things and I love them and they're great, but that can't be your sole source of self-care. It has to be so much more than that. If the true definition of self-love isn't integrated into how you practice self-care, you aren't really truly having any form of self-care in my opinion. And self-care shouldn't be variable. It should be fixed and constant in our daily lives. And it's a mindset, attitude, and behavior rather than just doing something and checking it off the list and temporarily distracting yourself from what you actually have going on in life. It's embedded in our actions, the way we speak to ourselves and others, the decisions we make, what we say yes to, what we say no to, what we prioritize, how we spend our time. And it's in our routines and it all goes back to protecting your peace and mindfully and intentionally living and self-care should be making decisions that make sense financially for you now and for your future so that you can live comfortably later 
and take care of your finances rather than spending money and trying to keep up with fleeting trends for the sake of self-care. That's one thing that really bothers me is that we just sort of popularized and I feel like a lot of this honestly ties to the influencer culture and I'm not saying every influencer is like this but I feel like a lot of what we consume on social media glorifies you know spending money to go get this done or do this for the sake of self-care and just labeling all of those things as self-care so the second an influencer or somebody popular on the internet or some celebrity starts going to get their nails done or going to get a facial and massage and going to treat themselves to a new luxury item the second they start doing that and labeling it as self-care it makes everyone that consumes their content define self-care in that same sense where self-care isn't limited to that so then everyone else starts thinking oh i need to do these things in order to take care of myself and then in turn it has caused so many of us to make these really stupid decisions that don't actually make that much sense for us financially or maybe emotionally like maybe we do something that we don't really care that much about doing but we're just doing it because the rest of society is doing it and they called it self-care and self-love and i just feel like everything got so skewed and everyone sort of lost their own sense of self-care because they felt like they had to conform to society's version of it and like what was being put out on the internet for it so it's just really hard because I feel like it's really hard to be so in tune with how you practice self-care sometimes because if you are someone that does consume a lot of content you don't realize it but you start to define things the same way as the people you watch and like listen to on a regular basis so then you know you think that you have to do x y and z and spend money to have this or do this or have these certain types of friendships and relationships just because other people do and they define those things as self-care and then it becomes your definition of it when in reality it might not be what you actually need to love yourself and respect yourself and take care of yourself for the long term at the end of the day and self-care should be incorporating habits into your daily life that add to your spirit and contribute to your mental emotional and physical health rather than only doing them when it feels needed or to compensate for overindulging at times in those areas and i'm like i said i'm not saying any of these things are bad and you shouldn't do it you know like go get your nails done go shopping do it all just make sure your definition and practice of self-care does not stop there it has to be more than those tangible things in our lives and it has to really bleed into our minds and our hearts so that we are practicing true self-love within our self-care and you have to find what self-care truly means to you when you let go of the societal definition and trends associated with it and i'm personally so bad at about putting myself last on my list of priorities and I'll just go and go and go until I can't anymore. And then I feel the need to shut off for a few days like I was talking about earlier, which just isn't sustainable for me or anyone that I know, honestly. And I need to get better about taking the time out of my day to do things that recharge and refuel my soul and spirit so that I can always pour from a full cup and have a full cup rather than just waiting until my cup is empty to refill it. Because that's how I live my life right now. You know, I go and I go and I go until my cup is empty and then I'm I just like don't have any juice left so I'm just I'm done whereas if I you know pour into myself little by little to keep my cup full I won't feel that need to just stop and shut off for a couple days or weeks or whatever 
self-care and self-love is about practicing things in your life to keep your cup full each time it spills so that you're less likely to end up with an empty cup. And I think that being productive from the second I wake up and getting my to-do list done as quickly as possible is the best way for me to get things done. Because, But like for me, this has just proved to be inefficient and I just have to have a balance and can't marathon tasks and things. It's tempting to put things off and marathon them, whether that's, you know, studying, cleaning, doing other work, because I know if I keep putting it off, I will get it done once the time, the pressure of time is there. But it's much better in the long run if I just take tiny chunks out of my day to help me recharge and do those things little by little instead of just literally doing them like a marathon all at once. And for me, those tiny things I like to spend time on that are habits of self-love, just some examples. I know I mentioned some of them earlier are like slowly enjoying my breakfast and cup of coffee in the morning and not like downing it and trying to like hurry up and get my day started and taking 10 to 20 minutes each morning to journal. I used to be in such a good habit of that and I've really let go of it. And, you know, maybe do a devotional, spend time outside, whether that's going on a walk or just sitting out on my patio in a chair with Ella or working out, cleaning up before I go to bed is a huge one for me. That is like such a simple form of self-love for me. And I know like a lot of people probably don't do that or don't care for it, but it has so much value for me because when I walk into a clean and tidy space in the morning when I wake up, it's literally sort of just like a ton of weight gets lifted off my shoulders and I just feel a lot more like serotonin in the morning whenever I like walk out and see everything clean and orderly rather than when I walk into the kitchen and I see my dinner mess from the night before that I didn't clean up. And then I'm like, oh crap, I got to clean that up. I got to do the dishes. And then I'm thinking of all these things I got to do to get myself in a mindset to be ready. Whereas if I just get it done the night before and do that one act of self-love to take care of myself for the next morning, I'm really grateful for it the next day. And, you know, I also really like to listen to music and light a candle while I shower, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I love one thing that like brings me so much happiness and I don't know what it is, but I just like love supporting small and local businesses. And this is like so random. You guys are probably like, how are you like classifying this as self-care and self-love? But it's just something that makes me happy. Like I feel so happy and overjoyed and overflowing with love on the inside whenever like it's a friend that like starts something and, you know, I get to support them. Or if it's just like a local Tuscaloosa place or a local Panama City Beach place whenever I'm home, like I love supporting small businesses and I don't know what it is but it just makes my heart like overflow and if it makes my heart overflow I think that's a form of (laughs) self-love and another thing would be like baking and trying new recipes I especially love doing this um in the fall and with how uncomfortable I was last year in our house with all the freaking situations we had especially in the kitchen I really hated cooking and because it just made me anxious to be in the kitchen and I was paranoid constantly so if I was in there cooking something I wanted to get in there and out as fast as possible so I'm so thankful and happy to like be in an apartment now like where I'm not paranoid and anxious 24 7 and I can like actually enjoy cooking and like try new things and try new recipes and bake during the holiday season I'm just so thankful and happy about that but baking and trying new recipes is something that I truly love that I feel like if I did like once a week it would just be something that I took the time to do out of a day during the week that really just boosts my spirit and my mood 
And another thing is saving money and paying off my student loans. Um, you know, I love I love a good retail therapy session. I trust me, I'm almost always guilty of it. And I am trying to, you know, like consume less overall, especially in the clothing department. But I always have a difficult time with it whenever seasons change because I always go through my closet so frequently. So I'm like, oh, I need to replace the things I got rid of. But I'm trying to like transform myself to the mindset where it's like, okay, I did get rid of some things, but what do I already have that I can like go ahead and make outfits out of and wear? And then I can assess once I've worn them if I actually and truly do need more or if I'm just getting more because I think I need to replace what I got rid of. And I really just, I feel so good whenever I pay off my student loans each month. I know sometimes it sucks because you're like, I hate to see this money go. But normally the way I do it, it's just like, I feel like I've I've kind of gotten to a mindset because at first I was like, this really sucks that I'm like literally paying this much money every month. But then I was like, you know what? This actually feels really good. And I'm going to be really thankful that I started paying these earlier and, you know, paying them off in like larger chunks right now um while I can before I'm like fully financially independent and I'm like relatively financially independent I just don't pay my um well I guess my car is paid for now at this point but I didn't pay for my car whenever it was initially purchased and I don't pay for like my phone bill and my health insurance and that's pretty much it but um that's still two things that you know are actually going to you know cost more once I'm actually a full on adult or whatever and fully financially independent but as of right now while I don't have those expenses and while my rent's probably a little bit cheaper than it will be later um I'm trying to take advantage of that and just pay more on my student loans right now so yeah I don't know and that's just something which part of me is like okay it actually kind of stresses me out because every time I go on there and see the balance and see like what's coming out of my bank account I'm like ugh but then I, I just think about the long-term benefit the second that I get upset about it. And that is truly a form of self-care because it is taking care of myself financially for the future. And another thing, I love to educate myself on things that I'm passionate about. I like love getting on Instagram and not like scrolling through my feed and the people I follow like love you guys, but that's not like why I get on Instagram most of the time, honestly. I get on because the algorithm's getting like really good to where it picks up to like what you look at more often especially like in your explore page but I've found so many just like great little quotes and just like pick me up things and self-care little illustrations and educational things about topics or things current events that are just like I don't know like not all the time because sometimes it's like very news heavy and it gets to be too overwhelming and too much I'm not really talking about news but I just think like issues and things that I'm more passionate about whenever I find like accounts that advocate for those things on Instagram or on Pinterest wherever it is I like love that because I'm able to sit there and take the time out of my day to get more educated on something that I care about and I think that that's a great form of self-care as well that's just kind of like overlooked I guess and those are just like some of the many things off the top of my head that are forms of self-care that help me and lift me up mentally emotionally and physically for the long run and the other another one obviously is just like working out like that's something that I never feel bad after I do it and I always feel 10 times better when I do actually go and work out like this morning I 
drank my coffee really fast and then I was like I'm going to the gym because I haven't been since Tuesday and today's today's Sunday so I was like I just need to get back in because I know I'll feel so much more motivated and better once I get there and go so my stomach was hurting because I drank my coffee so fast and I hadn't had a lot of water yet so I was just like oh my gosh this is gonna suck so bad it's gonna be the worst workout ever and I got there and I like the more I like was working out like the more exercises I did the better I was feeling and then I just left the gym feeling like an entirely different person like I felt 10 times more awake I felt so much better and so much happier and I felt very motivated and focused which I had literally not felt all week for five seconds I hadn't even felt motivated so it's just like those little things that you know and you take note of that make you feel better and will contribute to your ultimate like long-term happiness and overall just spirit so it's really important to just stay mindful of that and take note of the things that really beat your spirit down and take note of the things that don't really help you mentally and emotionally and take note of the things that do and the more you're aware of it the better you'll be able to practice it and the better off you'll be in the long run basically but basically that's everything I have to say about just this weird like skewed definition of self-care that we have all of a sudden and I think that we just need to get back to a space of it being actually based on self-love rather than just tacking the term self-care onto all of these tangible and fleeting things because that's just not truly self-care at the end of the day and it's just calling things self-care for the to make an excuse for doing them honestly and um I feel like a lot of the reason that happens just from like a perspective of someone who is like a content creator, we constantly feel the need to justify ourselves. So if we spend money on ourselves and do something for ourselves, we're labeling it as self-care to justify it. (laughs) So we don't have to, you know, explain ourselves and so that we don't feel bad about doing it. When in reality, you shouldn't feel bad about going and getting your hair done and going and getting your nails done and all of that kind of stuff. Go do it. But like I said, that just can't be the only form of self-care that we practice. And I don't think that all influencers only practice self-care in that form. I just feel like self-care in that form that I'm talking about of just tacking the term onto these fleeting things, that is just what what is overpopularized and what is overglorified I feel like especially on social media so you know don't just make self-care be these things that you know you're just trying to justify you know let it be things that are actually good for you at the end of the day and I feel like it can take you a lot farther when everything is rooted in self-love and self-respect rather than you know just these tangible things that aren't really going to take us that far in the long run as far as self-care goes so I hope this episode just kind of like inspired you to like redefine self-care for yourself and kind of check in with yourself and you know see if your definition of self-care lately has been a little bit more artificial and just influenced by the world and not actually influenced by you and your heart and yourself. Um, So you know maybe do a little check with yourself and just see is there anything I can do to make me be better spiritually emotionally physically mentally all those things um at the end of the day that you can add into your routine into your life and just better yourself in that sense or if there's anything you need to take out that you think is draining you at the end of the day 
Um, and that just all boils back down to being very mindful and present and in tune with yourself, which I talk about all the time. So I just think it's, you have to basically start with that self-assessment and that um, just looking back into your life and in your mind and your heart and seeing at the end of the day, like what is there that keeps you going and what is there that brings you down to help you sort of redefine self-care for yourself so hopefully you all can do that and I hope this inspired you to do it because it's not self-care also just isn't like this you know you do one thing and it's done type of deal it's always a work in progress because in different seasons of your life you're going to need different things and that's another thing that I think is really important to keep note of because I also put a lot of pressure on myself to maintain like old habits and old ways and old routines when in reality like our lives are constantly changing as the seasons change and as we get older and as our lives change so the way you take care of yourself and the way you respect yourself and give yourself love will change I mean at the end of the day like the the basis of it should always be you know, self-love and respect for you and your future self so you can be the best you that you can be to everyone around you. But what you do to practice it in your routine is what can change all the time. So I think it's important to not put so much pressure on yourself to stay in these old habits of self-care that you maybe used to practice that aren't really feeling all that contributory right now and allow yourself to try new things for self-care and self-love and just test them out and see like what works best for you in each season of life and that's kind of like the phase I'm in right now is just experimenting with what works best for me and what fills me up the most at the end of the day like what little things can I do once a week or once a day and just take 10 minutes out of my day to do that will fill me up the most at the end of the day so I think that it's really hard, but if you really put your mind to it and you work at it, you can get to a place of taking care of yourself for the long run and creating that true definition of self-care and self-love for yourself. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to join the Gen Z Girl Podcast Facebook group. Um, You just have to answer a few, like, they're not like hard questions. It's just, if you listen to the podcast, you can answer them. But um, go join that. It's a great little community. And I would love if you guys just want to be bold and, you know, type in the uh, Facebook group. Let me know what forms of self-care and self-love that you're like really practicing and loving because I would love to hear them because like I said, I'm in that phase where I'm like kind of experimenting with things and self-assessing what works for this season of my life and what doesn't. So I would love to hear what you guys do and what works for y'all. And I feel like everyone else would also love to hear it. So feel free to do that and follow the Gen Z Girl podcast on Instagram. It's just at Gen Z Girl podcast. It's always linked in the show notes if you like need the exact thing. But um, I hope you guys have a great week and enjoy yourselves. And I hope that everything, everyone's staying safe and well and I love you guys so much and I'm so grateful for all your support and I will talk to you guys in next week's episode.